Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thank you, Seth. I'm excited. Happy holidays, and uh, it's a good time to, to be together. Thank Absolutely. You. Our very special guest today is AJ Adams, a branding mogul extraordinaire. AJ, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Seth. It's definitely a privilege to be on the show, and thanks for the, uh, the generous uh, title introduction. Right. Well, your real bio is pages and pages long, so I shortened it. <laughs> give us a short, give us the short version, because uh, you didn't start out as successful as you are. How did you get to where you are now? So, I mean, I mean I you're started, doing work with celebrities, you're doing work with yeah. some amazing famous people, helping them get it to the next level when they think they're already doing great. Yeah, absolutely. I started out as a, a motivational speaker. You know, I was talking to kids in high schools and colleges, and I learned branding at a necessity because when I started, I was broke, I had no money, I just knew I had a, a passion, wanted to inspire young people. So, I had to force myself to learn branding, marketing, social media, got pretty decent at it. And then years later, I had colleagues asking me, hey, who's doing your branding and social media? Can you help me start doing some consulting here and there? And then my wife, uh, all my best ideas come from her, she said, you need to speak on branding, not all this motivational stuff. Hmm. So I started doing that, saw the response, and realized, you know, I love this. I love helping someone communicate their message in a better way. And then we launched D6 Media uh, this year, and uh, just through branding, networking, make sure my message is clear. I connected with uh, Greg Ryder, who we all know, and uh, things have just been kind of grown from there. So it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, you're doing some work with some amazing people. Talk a little bit. I mean, the first household name that comes pops into my mind would be Bethany Frankel. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really, a really cool project to do. Uh, she was, this was right before she went on uh, Shark Tank as a guest shark. And uh, s- shortly after connecting with Greg and uh, Burnt Omen, uh, who are now our partners, and they said, hey, we need to reposition her because her existing site was uh, more of a, a blog and people knew her as the real housewife of New York, but she's so much more. I mean, she is a business dominator. Like She has done incredible things with her Skinny Girl brand, her books, uh, philanthropy, uh, very charismatic, dynamic speaker, but that wasn't necessarily reflected in her brand and her website. Hmm. So we took an approach and we uh, strategize how to communicate that, redid her website, her copy, and really let people know Bethany Frankel is so much more than what you've seen so far. So keep wow. looking up. Hey, near and dear to me talking about Shark Tank, uh, AJ. That's pretty yeah. cool. You know, it's funny because Shark Tank, you get, so now you got, you've got uh, Richard Branson, Alex Rodriguez. You know, that's a, that's a great concept of what you've done to kind of reposition people a little bit because People think of Alex Rodriguez as an amazing baseball player. What they maybe don't realize, and this is because I know a little bit of detail, that he's actually you know, fairly astute at some of his investments 
And, you know, some of these, some of the ball players, you know, you hear, oh, they made money, but then they lost it. They didn't do good in the market or they got taken advantage of. But, you know, there's transitional things for some of these folks where they become, you know, I mean, you know, Ma uh, um, uh, um, Magic Johnson, for example, he became very successful as a businessman um, and, and, you know, even more so out of his businesses than, than even, you know, his basketball career. So, you know, the, the rebranding, the repositioning can be great at getting great opportunities for some of these guys too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things too that a lot of people don't think about is that the, your brand has to evolve. Um, you know, embarrassing story. When I started as a speaker, I branded myself as the black belt leadership speaker because I have a background in martial arts. So I would talk about adversity and how I grew up without, you know, poor without a great education, high school dropout. And then at the end of my talk, to prove that overcoming anything in life is 90% mental, only 10% physical, I would break a stack of bricks on stage. Kids right. loved it, it was exciting. It wasn't practical because it, it hurts every time. But I realized that that brand didn't give me room to evolve in the future. So I looked, you know, 10, 20 years, and I, w I thought, I'm not gonna be able to evolve. And a lot of, um, you know, even celebrities, they need to evolve their brand. So, you know, that's where we take that approach and strategize how we build a brand that can be either evergreen or allow room for it to evolve over time without it being confusing. Okay, so, so I have a question, because, you know, when you talk about helping an Alex Rodriguez of Anthony Franco, that's pretty powerful, and, that, and that's good stuff to know that you're a go-to guy for, the, for people that have, I mean, in those two cases, they've already gotten there, right? So yes. how do you take somebody that is a startup entrepreneur and they've got, they, they want to build a brand, they want to, how do you help yeah. them identify maybe even a brand that they want to get rolling with and then, you know, identify what brand they should pick and then yeah. how to build it from there? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So we actually have a uh, proprietary process that we use. We call it our D6 process. And the name D6 Media comes from that. It came out of a company called Heart and Social with social media marketing. I quickly realized that we didn't want to do that because the real problem for the potential clients we were talking to was that they, their brand sucked. So they needed a stronger brand. So what I did was I sat down and I made myself my own client. I said, how can I strategically and methodically build out a brand? So in doing that, I wrote down discover, determine, develop, deploy, deepen, and dominate as like the process. And I looked at it, oh, it's six Ds. So that became our name and now it's our process. So we take a client through that and the very first thing we do is we dig into their story. Like so many things we go through, once we've overcome an adversity or a challenge, you know, you're working at the gym, you become stronger. Everything you did prior kind of seems easy. And we can forget how powerful that is for someone who's still in that space. Okay. When I tell a story about how I sat on the Taco Bell and I had $6 to my name with a wife and two kids at the time to feed, for me, it's like, okay, I got past that. But if I tell a story to an audience, grown people are in tears. So I help them deconstruct their story and find what we call the gold nuggets. And then we develop content around that. What are the pillars? What are the core values? What about you is really the most powerful that will add value to an audience. And then from there, we're able to build out the offerings and really we base the brand on what is the story? What's the personal connection people can make with you so that we can build that relationship equity for long-term you know, community growth and success? Super. Yeah. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see business owners and entrepreneurs making when they come to you and you say, oh my God, I need, this person needs my help? 
Yeah. Um, so it's the difference between value and vanity. So many entrepreneurs and business owners start out building a brand for their vanity. I want to look a certain way. I want to be perceived a certain way. And that's a part of it. But they start creating content, building a website, giving themselves a title, creating product offerings based on what they want without fully considering what does the market want? What is of value to my audience? So we took a stance when we create content for our clients that we're creating content that is actionable, that gives them some kind of value. Either it's motivational, it's educational, uh, but it's also not cliche. It's, it's authentic to their story or the, the story of their brand. You know what, that's really interesting that you talked about is it what you want or is it what the marketplace wants? I have a personal example of that. My wife's favorite restaurant growing up was a place called Swiss Chalet, which I don't know if either of you have ever heard of. And okay, maybe an East Coast thing. And there were two in Western New York that she used to go to as a kid. Both of them have gone out of business. You can only get Swiss Chalet in Canada now, so we've got to drive half an hour to an hour to get Swiss Chalet. So a couple times a year, we make the trip to Canada to feed her fix. She's like, Mm -hmm. man, I want to start a franchise in Buffalo so I can eat it. And I said, right. the, it's because you want, and she posts on Facebook and all of her friends say, oh my God, we would eat there too. We miss it too. And I say, well, why don't you get the uniform offering circular, call the two companies that went out of business and find out why there might be a good reason there. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, we, we're, we're doing a show right now, Facebook Live, uh, we're calling it 12 Days of Branding. And the other day we talked about some global brands. And when you look at how they're marketing globally, they have different campaigns in different countries and different regions of the country because what's going to connect on the West Coast doesn't necessarily translate on the East Coast or in the South. So uh, Coca-Cola, for example, they have a campaign where they're doing uh, putting names on their bottles to really connect with people, get people to share, buy more products. But in, I think it was Asia or Europe, they had a different campaign where for the same purpose of sharing, one bottle, you had to have two of them and they would interlock and then you would turn it and they would open the bottle. So you had to have two of them. They didn't do that in the US because they know that won't connect, but it will connect over in a Europe. That's really smart. You need two bottles together in order to open it. So we're going to drink it together or you got to drink two of them. Yeah. So you've got to know the, know your target market, but if you're going to market nationally or globally, what's your target market look like in different areas and regions? And then like, what's their linguistic track? What's their cultural experience? Otherwise you disconnect. And we've seen brands do that. We see brands disconnect and make, major, you know, uh, what, what's the word? Faux pas. Yeah, faux pas and just do some horrible things, but it's because they didn't consider that. AJ, let me, let me role play here a little. Let's sure. say, you know, like when I first went on Shark Tank um, or somebody gets, they get a little bit of pop somewhere. Something positive is happening for them. Maybe they had some breakthrough article um, or, or video that went viral and, and, and they get a lot of attention, a lot of eyeballs, okay? Because that was me for a while on Shark Tank, but there was nobody that I connected with at that point that said, Kevin, this is going to be a temporary thing. Now, you got to right. take that and roll with it for the future. you got to build the brand. So you've yeah. got an initial kind of, I don't know what you call it, but a little um, potential branding, but how do you make it long-term? But what are the top three things that you're going to tell somebody that got that initial pop now, how do you capitalize on it and actually become a brand and build that brand? Yeah. So kind of top three things. The first thing I would do is look at why did it, why did it blow up? What was it about 
you being a Shark Tank or whoever the, the client is, what was it that really captured the attention? And then leverage that and then look at what are other conversations happening around either your brand or your service that you can enter into to add value. And then how can you bring people back to a conversation that you have, either in your community and okay. online community, Facebook group, your Facebook page. And it's really read the marketplace. If people value a certain aspect of who you are, how do you give them more of that? And then segue that into whatever other offerings that you want to deliver. Gotcha. And so I think it's kind of like one of the things I'm getting at, create more content yeah. for the things that people are coming to you for, because they've yeah. only seen like maybe the tip of the iceberg. So yeah. you're, you, you know, you want to then now create more of you to get them more excited and long-term, like yeah. a long-term relationship, I think is, is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Always thinking long-term there, you know, short-term moves, but then every move has to be calculated. You play chess, you know, I'm going to take your pawn, but I'm doing that because 12 moves ahead, I plan to put you in checkmate. So a lot of entrepreneurs, they think very short term or they think so long term that they're not making the short term moves. So, you know, I, I pull back from you know, being a martial artist. When I step into the ring and I'm going to fight, I'm thinking through each move is a, a stacking the deck to get the final win. So, you know, think long term, short moves that add up to long moves. And you know, I, I had this thought process recently and for entrepreneurs, there's trajectory and then there's a pace and many confuse it. My trajectory for D6 Media is to build a hundred million dollar plus company in the next five years. That's, that's our trajectory. That's what we want to do. But the pace of doing that means that we take one client, we do a live stream that doesn't generate revenue, but gets attention and you make small moves. And many entrepreneurs, I think they confuse, well, if I just take this smaller um, client or the smaller gig or opportunity. Well, that's not on par with building a hundred million dollar company. Well, no, but it's on pace. So that's where the patient piece piece comes in. And when, when you understand those, now you're moving patiently, but very strategically. Gotcha. Beautiful. With all the success you've had, what's your biggest challenge now? How do you take the D six brand into the stratosphere? The D six brand, we continue to, uh, you know, it's really looking ahead. Where is, our industry, so branding and you know, creative design, where is that going in terms of technology? Uh, what's happening with Snapchat? What's the next social media platform coming up? And trying to get a read on where things are going in five, 10 years, and then ma again, making short-term moves to prepare so that we can capitalize on that. So I mean, even looking at cryptocurrency right now, that could impact how we do business, um, that could impact the clients that we have. So biggest challenge is, looking for the next wave that's coming and being prepared for it and really staying on top of the industry. Are you taking payment in Bitcoin yet? Not yet. Not yet. We're, we're researching it. Uh, my wife, who's our, one of our co-founders, she's really deep into uh, understanding that space and we're having a lot of conversations and just kind of getting a feel for it. A lot of there's, it's, it's popular now, but it's one of those things that is, you know, is it a trend or is it long-term? Uh, we think like what really is long-term is more so than the currency is the, the technology, the blockchain blockchain yeah. technology beautiful hey is there a blockchain play for branding for branding wow that's okay interesting. That's, that's a good a, question that's a good uh -huh. one so curveball um i think it's a what well, what's important to do is to look at that space i know there are speakers who are speaking on that um but i wouldn't be surprised if in the next decade that 
there are companies starting to build around just that technology. And of yeah. course, then when you have multiple players, that's when branding comes into play. And how do right. you set yourself apart as the premier um, blockchain technology company or, or whatever? Yeah. Right. I, IBM and Xerox are both heavily involved in that now. I have a former employee who went to work at a cryptocurrency hedge fund in New York well, where yeah. all they do is trade this stuff all day long. And yeah. So now my own philosophy, like I, I come out of old school, you know, product development, fulfillment of packages to people's homes, advertise, you know, buying ads. And so what I'm doing in the world of blockchain, I'm involved with something called ShipChain. It's, it's a blockchain for fulfillment. I'm involved. I'm getting involved with another advertising network that's going to use blockchain for um, proof of ads being run you know, because there's so much fraud in that world. So I'm yeah. looking at the service side of what I do, and that's why it made me think, you know, in terms of services, you know, fulfillment, advertising, branding, you know, there, there maybe is a play there, and that might be a, a little venture we can explore, AJ. So, let, you know, yeah, let's, keep, let's keep the doors open here for some possibilities. So yeah. uh, great, to, great to hang out with you today before the holidays. Have a good have a good one, and uh, and I yeah, and tell Greg Ryder that I wish him the best. I may talk to him myself also, but I'm involved um, with a th few things coming out of his place. But um, um, it's are you on the West Coast? Yeah, I'm on the West Coast in uh, Arizona, right right outside of Phoenix. Oh, good, super. Well, thanks for being part of our show today. Look, look forward to meeting you face to face here real soon. Oh, absolutely, appreciate it, Kevin. AJ, for our folks who are resonating with what you're saying and want to learn more about D6 Media, where, where should we send them? You can go to uh, D6 Media, letter D, number six, media.co, and you can find us on there, and you can also connect with us. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, it's I'm AJ Adams, letter I, letter M, AJ Adams, on every social media platform. All right, AJ, thanks so much for joining us. And everyone watching and listening, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Great cool, to see you guys. Thanks, AJ. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.